Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One timer score! Leon tries on the right circle! No game. And now we're going to have a goalie reaction. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Conor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. is Oilers Now, working out of the home office, City Cell Side, along with the one and only Brendan Escott, who's back at the 630 Chad Studios 75 years ago today. Who was born, Brendan? John Fogarty. Little CCR to open up on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Here's what we got rolling with today, literally and figuratively. Uh, We're going to have three live guests on today's show. Uh, all of whom you know well, from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, former Edmonton Oiler Louis DeBrusque at 12.35. At 1.05, longtime NHL executive, now with NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, courtesy of the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. At 1.05 today, the one and only Brian Burke. He wrote the book Champions, a six-time Stanley Cup champion. Also, an Oilers executive uh, was the GM for a number of years. I would strongly argue that uh, between the time that uh, Glenn Sather left the organization until hiring Ken Holland, uh, history has probably shown that Kevin Lowe was the best GM the Oilers had. Uh, but this is Champions Week on Oilers now, what with four of the Oilers' five Stanley Cup championships uh, having their anniversary between May the 24th and May the 31st. Uh, we'll hook up with Kevin Lowe at 1.35. First half hour. Of course, yesterday we had Alberta Premier Jason Kenney on the show. We also had Oilers GM Ken Holland. We're going to get to a couple clips of those. We're also going to talk. I put a tweet out today probably around 
9.30, and a lot of you jumped on it. And maybe it was because it had to do something with hockey. Uh, we'll talk about what could be uh, or what the Oilers lineup might look like if we do indeed get back up and playing. Our Oilers projected roster, and Brendan's going to jump in on that as well. I'm going to tell you that you can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Like most businesses, the River Cree is currently closed during the pandemic, but they'll be back up and at them with over 1,350 slot machines and 40 table games when the province continues to open things up. River Cree Resort Casino, excitement, bet on it. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, text line. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. I'm available at Oilers now. And, actually, Brendan handles that account. You can reach me at Bob underscore Stopper. Brendan Escott. Uh, Brendan uh, with two E's, Escott with two T's. So, one of the things that is interesting and is going to be a challenge moving forward, and, it's, and a lot of you are, uh, if you're listening to 630 Chad, uh, many of you are probably hockey fans if you're listening to a show called Oilers Now. And a lot of you probably have uh, some interest in what's happening going on out there. Maybe some of you have COVID-19 pandemic fatigue. Others of you are probably all over the numbers on a daily basis. But in fairness to the federal government, the range of what's occurring in this country makes things very challenging. Case in point, updated totals uh, out of uh, Montreal, Quebec, 24,838 positive cases. To contrast that, Edmonton is at 527 positive cases since uh, we began the pause. Montreal now, these are up-to-date totals as of this morning, 2,666 deaths. Edmonton, 13, and just one death in the month of May, and we're 27 days there. This is uh, May 28th, so we're we're going on the 28th day. Uh, And just another illustration, over the course of the last 12 days in Edmonton, there has only been 11 11 positive tests out of the 7,800-plus tests that have been done. There's there's some people that don't want to hear the numbers. There's some people that don't mind a little bit of positive news, and I would suggest if you only have 11 positive tests over the last 12 days and the, the, the city's still testing and the province is still testing at the highest rate, per capita in Canada, that would be positive uh, uh, news. For some of you, maybe that doesn't fit with your own personal narrative of how you think things should be conducted. And for others of you listening right now, it's right up your alley saying, well, geez, you know, we got a handle of it here. And that's why we can investigate the possibility of being a potential pod host if we are indeed able to get back to playing NHL hockey. And again, some of you, even though you're hockey fans, are probably thinking, Nope, no way they should play. And others of you are sitting there going, not only they should uh, play, but I should have the right to decide whether or not I can even go into the building and watch the game, which probably isn't going to happen. Anyhow, into our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney was on the show yesterday. We talked a bit about the 14-day quarantine, and Jason Kenney uh, had these comments on uh, perhaps a quarantine zone in Edmonton and why the federal government might be able to work with it. It doesn't matter whether it's in a U.S. city or a Canadian city. Both countries have a 14-day isolation requirement for international travelers. Uh, and uh, the key is this. 
I believe we can create a, an isolation policy through a quarantine zone that would be in the ICE district. So it would obviously include Rogers Place, which has two uh, NHL-sized uh, ICE services. It would include all the services there. You've got overflow services in the casino, which is not operating right now. And, of course, the Marriott Hotel. You've got the uh, the other hotel there um, and, and uh, the Sutton Place. All of that connected by pedways. And so you can, you can have a sealed off kind of quarantined area. And I don't think there's any other NHL city that can do that. So I think we're doing very well in terms of the bid. And then Jason Kenney added some additional comments on getting the federal government to amend the current travel regulations. I think the challenge here is this. If, if they show some flexibility for our quarantine plan, I'm not sure what they do for the Toronto Maple Leafs trying to host this, uh, it, where there's a, a much higher level of infection. So Ottawa's going to have to sort that out. We want to be flex- just we're asking for a little bit of flexibility, a little bit of creativity. Look at the numbers on the ground. Um, look, uh, this this uh, 2020 season summer session wouldn't start. I think what did Bettman say until August, probably. So yeah, so we're going to be even in a better situation by then because these these influences do abate during the summer months. Then we all hope uh, that's the case. And and I know if you go to uh, Wikipedia and look at where Ontario is at, you know, coronavirus-wise, the last updated totals I have is from May 23rd, but Toronto's over 10,000 cases and 761 uh, confirmed deaths as a result of COVID. That's based on uh, Toronto City Centre, which technically would be about 2.7 million, I guess. Uh, and, and Edmonton's population is roughly around 1 uh, for those counting at home, uh, 1 million. Uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw has become, frankly, a, a well, I don't want to use the word star, but certainly, I think, a voice of reason and uh, has a lot of credibility, regardless of what sort of side of the political ledger you may fall on. Uh, and she had this to say on Edmonton hosting NHL games. We are currently developing guidelines that would be allow that would allow Edmonton to be a hub city for the NHL playoffs. These guidelines have been developed to support players, NHL staff, media personnel and Albertans to stay healthy and safe during such an event. We remain open to working with the NHL to address any concerns before these guidelines are finalized, whether that relates to quarantine requirements or any other matter. This will be completed in consideration of existing federal and provincial quarantine requirements that are in place for international travelers that may need to be addressed to accommodate the NHL's proposal. This could include further clarifying the concept of a group cohort for quarantine purposes that is currently in our guidelines and how this could be incorporated into planning for practices and games. I know Premier Kenney has identified this as a matter that he wishes to resolve in the letter that he sent to the Prime Minister yesterday. Safety must be the top priority. In order to make this happen, all levels of government and the NHL will have to collaborate and find creative solutions. I have been in touch with my colleagues at the federal level to discuss this issue and how we can use cohort quarantine to ensure both public safety as well as safe practices and games for NHL teams. It's important to remember that if this event goes ahead, it would happen later in the summer. I know that many Albertans are anxious for some sporting events to begin much sooner. As I mentioned on Monday, I have heard the concerns and opinions expressed by Albertans, 
and we are currently exploring whether some sporting activities for all Albertans could be safely included in stage two. All right, we're going to add one more comment here from Dr. Dina Hinshaw. Again, you're in the Oilers Now Audio Vault on Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Uh, it is a, a common question. What happens if an NHL player tests positive? So in the event of a, a positive test, then we would investigate as we do any positive COVID case. We would determine who the close contacts were and we would determine, um, you know, what the time period was of the person who tested positive, what the time period was that they were potentially infective to others, who they were in close contact with at that time, and then make a determination about uh, the quarantine requirements for those close contacts. I think that we would have to look very closely at the uh, concept, you know, we're, we're talking about the cohort quarantine concept for the international travel, incoming travelers, and so that potentially could be a consideration but that's not something that we've discussed in detail and ultimately I would say that whoever is a close contact would have to be in quarantine what that quarantine looks like we could discuss all right that's Dr. Dina Hinshaw so there's lots of opinions on this I know there was a piece today that ran on BBC Sport website uh, regarding the impact of what's occurred with the Bundesliga in Germany and how, uh, you know, Angela Merkel, who many, uh, I'm sure many of you know this, she's a, she has a science background, and uh, Germany was credited with their approach for dealing with COVID-19 and uh, the amount of testing, 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 testing. Again, that's a big thing, something that we brought up a lot here. Alberta testing at the most per capita of any province in Canada. Uh, Germany received, there was a criticism from several individuals, including opponents, Maybe uh, some that were uh, maybe what we'd consider be tr traditional liberals or traditional Democrats uh, of the fact that they were going to push through and, and uh, start up the Bundesliga. And generally speaking, if you read the piece in the BBC today, uh, it has been an absolute windfall for Germany. Uh, they've got unbelievable television numbers. Uh, they have not had a major outbreak with one of their first division teams. Um, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm I'm dying for sport. I've watched every game that Alfonso Davies has played with Bayern Munich since they've got started up again. So it was an interesting piece nonetheless. We'll see what happens. Lots still has to happen moving forward. And speaking of moving forward, we also had Ken Holland, the Oilers general manager, on the show yesterday. Back in the Oilers Now Audio Vault, he had this to say on the NHL's playoff format. You know, whether you think it's fair or not fair, life isn't fair. Life, you know, life isn't fair, and you got to deal with the, you got to deal with the, the decisions that are made. And, and uh, we needed to win an extra game along the way. We didn't, and uh, so now we got to we got to find our find our A game as we head into um, the Chicago series uh, sometime, probably in uh, in in early in early August. Uh, Holland then went on to add some additional thoughts on facing the Chicago Blackhawks. My focus, and I know talking to Dave Tippett over the last couple of days, our focus is about uh, we're still probably still a couple of months away. They're about six, seven, eight, nine weeks away from uh, the start of a, of, a, of, a, of a best of five. It's to try to make sure that our team is ready to rock and roll when uh, when, when we get to game one. We got to find a way to to, to to beat the Chicago Blackhawks, and they're 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 doing they're going to do the same thing. All right, so if we theoretically get a chance to start playing maybe 
sometime in August, you know, maybe middle of July, we have some form of a training camp, and there's lots that has to happen between now and then. But as an exercise to have a little bit of fun, and Brendan, I'm going to get you to jump in on this. Uh, I decided to fire out on Twitter today, and we got a lot of response from this, which is always a good thing. Um, a projected lineup versus Chicago. And I went with James Neal with Connor McDavid and Zach Cassie and Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Dry Settle and Yamamoto. Riley Sheehan with Joe Kim Nygaard and Josh Archibald. Jujar Kara with Andreas Athanasiu and Alex Jason with Ennis and Haas. Those are 14 forwards. Now I think all 14 are going to play in a series. I have Nurse with Bear, Clefbaum and Larson, Russell, a veteran, with Matthew Benning, and then Jones and Green, and I could see all eight of those defensemen getting in in the series. And then Smith and Koskinen. Remember, we're going to have a scenario where there's going to be five games in ten days if it goes to a best of five. If it goes to the full five games. So again, I, and I'd, I'd have Smith starting, but I think Koskinen's going to get a start as well. I see all 22 skaters I listed see in action, and both goaltenders getting starts. Uh, you get to play the role of the contrarian since I threw it out there. So let's have at it, Brendan. Well, this was a real struggle for me trying to figure out where Andreas Athanasiu was going to fit into this lineup because initially it was like, okay, he needs to be on that top line. They brought him in to play alongside Connor. They signed Cassian to play alongside Connor. So that was my top line. But as the rest of the roster filled out, there was no place left for James Neal. And James Neal, with his contract scoring ability and veteran grit and experience, needs to be in this lineup. So then I had to slot Nealer into that top left wing spot. Of course, that second line is exactly what you'd expect it to be. My third line, uh, Joachim Nygaard, Sheehan, and Archibald. And then my fourth line consists of Athanasiu, Haas, and Chason. My extras, again, Tyler Ennis, to me, will and should be a part of this team in the playoffs. He's just kind of the odd man out of my list right now, as is Juju. Jarkara. D. Pairs, uh, the only variance I had from you there was I, I went all veteran in that third pair. I had Russell and Green together, though uh, you could make the case again for Benning. Um, I, I just don't think they're quite as confident in Caleb Jones as it's going to take to play him over some of these guys. So for that reason, he gets uh, shuffled a little bit back in that fold. And Smith, being the, the uh, veteran presence, is going to get my start in game one as well. All right. And I'm going to throw something at you right here, right now. We're going to discuss this with Louis DeBrusque as well, coming up. Up at 12:35, the reason I have Kara to start with Athanasiu and Chase on, uh, Kara kills penalties, and I see McDavid and Drysaddle occasionally jumping in between Athanasiu and Chase on at even strength, finding a way to get an extra shift here and there with both McDavid and Leon, and uh, then coming back with the Shan line, and then just to change the balance out and using Kara more as a penalty killer and seeing which one of Athanasiu and Neil are going. I mean, a lot of people think, well, you traded for Athanasiu, uh, you got to play him. Um, I would suggest that Innes clearly outplayed Athanasiu since the trade deadline. And uh, But my theory on this is when you have McDavid and Drysaddle, occasionally you're going to try to create some mismatches in the bottom six. So that's why I started with Kara. There's no wrong answers when we're sitting on here May 28th and we might not play our first game for another couple of months. It's 12:23 in Edmonton. We are going to go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time, every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. All right, so we already knew this, but the NHL officially named Leon Draisaitl the Art Ross Trophy winner after his 110-point campaign. He does become the first German to win it on 43 goals 
goals, 67 assists in just 71 games. Connor finished right behind him, 97 scoring 97 points, and that marks the first time teammates have finished 1-2 since Gretzky and Curry back in 1986-1987. Ovi and David Pasternak tied for the Rocket Richard Trophy with 48 goals. That's Ovi's third in a row, ninth overall. Uh, you could probably pencil or rather etch his name into that trophy at some point in the future. Uh, the Bruins taking home the President's Trophy. They had the league's best record at 44-14-12. and Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak winning the Jennings Trophy as the league's lowest goals against average duo. And the NHL and NHLPA have agreed to push back the June 1st deadline to sign entry-level contracts. That's getting pushed back a month because the sides need more time to negotiate whether a player like Habs rookie D-man Alexander Romanov, for example, who just signed that rookie deal, would in theory be eligible for this 28-man roster, Bob. All right. Uh, 12.25 in Edmonton. I wanna, we got time for two minutes worth of text on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Steve from BC and Alberta says, Bob, if you have a moment, since you have listeners in BC, can you please tell people to stop leaving threatening notes and letters on vehicles with Alberta plates in BC? This is at least unfriendly and at worst road rage. Um, People are on restricted vacations and will be visiting family that live in B.C. Regards from Steve from uh, B.C. and Alberta. Uh, where do you go with that? Uh, I don't know where you go with that. I mean, what, what do you want me to say? Uh, it's disappointing. Uh, my guess is that most people that have an IQ over 80 probably don't resort to that sort of uh, self-righteous indignation. Uh, indignation. And, uh, you know, i got a lot of virtue signals out there, uh, Steve. There's, there's some in the media, too. I think if you can laugh at yourself a bit once in a while, uh, you know that people are allowed to have different views and different opinions. And I, it's, it's quite ironic that a province, I would suggest that the majority of people in B.C. are not doing that, just to establish, Steve. It's disappointing to hear. Frankly, it's a little bit heartbreaking to hear, especially given how much B.C. Uh, relies upon people uh, spending their vacations in their they have a beautiful province in their uh, beautiful province it's kind of depressing to hear we can get to a better place than that um this text comes in wow the orders finally have a problem too many good players to fit them in all on the ice go playoffs well the orders are in a situation where they certainly have more depth than they have in past years another texter to the show out of edmonton says bob in a month or two, I wonder if we won't be tightening the border with the United States due to uh, case increases. Are we worried about some numbers spiking? Already reports coming out with officials fudging data to make things better uh, than they are. I wonder. Well, you know what? In, in some places, people say they're fudging data. I mean, New York st- uh, State in one day had to jump 3,500 uh, COVID deaths, and they attributed several of those deaths to COVID. And uh, and several of those people had never had a COVID test done. So there there's different ways to look. Some people think numbers are being fudged one way. Other people think there's numbers being fudged the other way. So it, it's certainly a very interesting time out there, to say the least. It's 1227 in Edmonton. We will go off to a Carrie McCarthy Global News Weather Traffic Update. And then when we come back, very popular regular guest on this show, Louis DeBrusque. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.